Welcome back to another episode of The Hurt Circus. I'm your host, Nicholas Ridiculous, a.k.a. Nick Ridic, a.k.a. The Harris Hyena, and what is the haps my cackle? Shit. <sighs> Here we are, nearing the end of 2020. What a strange, strange year it has been. It's time of direct, indirect, directionist. <laughs> indirectly direct directionalistness if that makes any sense at all it just feels so there's so much purpose to be had yet no one has much purpose it's a funny kind of limbo we find ourselves in needing and wanting change but not allowed or empowered to make the changes we need or want and all we can do is only realize the reality of that (laughs) And maybe the hopeless hope less a little bit every day. Because I think we're all just starting to realize these these towers and these monuments built all around us. It's all just wallpaper on the walls of a tiny little room where we all sit alone. (laughs) And only now the wallpaper is beginning to peel. Because we've spent so much time staring at it, we're beginning to notice the differences and the lack of depth it actually holds. But how do we get beyond this two-dimensional dilemma? How do we break out when we're all so eager to just build up the walls even higher and build the barricades even stronger? Because I feel it. It's a weird... I don't know if you feel it too, but it's a weird changing of the human spirit, whether we want to admit it or not. We create these virtual personas and identities for ourselves only to hide the true monsters we're becoming in the reality, in the IRL, in the live action playset that is our fucking lives. <sighs> it's just funny, you know, we lack such control over our own realities that we just find ourselves delving deep into ones that aren't real at all or don't even really matter. Just day by distractions, passing the time. Burning down the candles, watching the clock tick by. And we carry on, right? We get just existential fatigue and just, you know, we're all just tired and we all just want to go back to the normal comfort that we knew before. When that's the thing that is ultimately probably just going to be our downfall, you know? No one wants to be lazy, but... God, it feels so good. (laughs) It just seems like purpose itself has become some kind of commodity now, which is a total corruption of what purpose should be. But it's become something that many people don't feel a right to, or many don't feel a right to be given. And it's a funny, funny irony. Because it's that that's been... Just undoing our whole our whole morality and strength to just carry on. I don't know if we can ever fix it or go back. Maybe not this generation. 
take a lot to undo it for the next, but none of that matters if there ain't a dollar value to it, because it just doesn't matter at that point. If someone can't make money of bettering society, then it's not gonna happen. And that's a sad, sad reality. You know, we were all born into this system. I don't agree with it. I don't even believe in it. It's very hard. It's very hard. I feel my brain short-circuiting sometimes when I try and just... I just try and understand the machinations that just make the world turn these days. It's sad. And what it takes to become a person with power. Yeah, and kneel at many, many tables before you get your own. And the irony is you just... You gotta earn it. You're not allowed to make it anymore. Because that would make freedom. And that would make choice. And that would make power. And that would make just... There's only one head cook, baby. There's only one boss. Now that goes true for everything. No matter how we try and hide it. And I'm no better or no worse. I feel myself falling prey to these things all the time. I feel myself just shutting down from just disapproval and deterioration of will and just lack of ability to really do anything. And it sucks because then we all just end up thinking or assuming that all these bad things that are happening that in our hearts of hearts we know that shouldn't be happening we just think someone's taking care of it but no one really is anymore i don't think this frail structure we've created and built our world upon is starting to come loose you know the joints joined by melted wax and a foundation built in horse dung it's starting to crumble and crack and we realize it takes us holding it together to make it work but we've created We've created many things, let's be honest, for the good and the bad. But we're severely, we've created this line in the sand of two sides. We need something to fight, so we fight each other. And it's so funny because the sides are almost always the same. And a lot of people exist on both sides at the same time often. Yet we draw these lines and we fight for power and intellect and progress. You can't help but wonder, what are these sides? It's a lot of... At the core, when we beat it down, you could say good and evil, but that's just too vague. It's more n new and old, I would say, as in just the ability to keep moving forward and the inability to keep moving forward. Because there are those who stop at some point because they see the benefits of that place or that point. But there will always be the others who move forward and keep moving forward to find a better way to benefit all, really. And it seems now we've created a purpose for those sides and that is or a fuel or kind of it encompasses kind of everything and that's just money but money is in tandem with people because we've made it this first we had oxygen and then we had money because money is meaningless people put the meaning into money but money without people is nothing so it's a strange it's like it's like literally anything else picking up rocks whatever the fuck it's like we just we created this imaginary thing that then we allowed to just be put around our necks <laughs> it's just you know it's funny because it's not real and you know it's easy to manipulate what's not real because it's not fucking real we make things that aren't real so we can control them and that's our that's our nature really to just want to control. But then those of us who have been controlled all of our lives, we don't want control. And we, uh, we realize what that does when people are controlled and just living for the will of something else or someone else. It's hollow and fake and call that living in the matrix, baby. Probably going off on a weird rabbit hole tangent here. But all that to say that, you know, it's 
we built a house of cards and I was just, it's just funny now that how so many people are surprised that it falls when the table gets bumped because it's built on imaginary bullshit all in hopes of profiteering off of an underclass it's a weird just the rich sell to the poor <laughs> uh, there's all these programs and systems in place to help but you know their pay don't change whether they actually help or if they just say they help so you know outcomes don't matter it's like i was thinking about this the other day it's it's a funny thing when you think about how like the whole world is just a we're all just a, a gang of henchmen entire world like whenever i watch like some kind of superhero thing or anything of you know big bad bad guy he's got the nameless faceless henchman it's like those guys for a lot of them it's just a job you know it's that whole star wars thing too where it's like the death star they blew up the death star but how many how many people just worked there we just a fucking world of henchmen being served movies about people overcoming that and not becoming that it's just like it's you know, just sad reality when you're like these stories that we tell each other and we show each other and we create and put all this money into. But it's like, why, you know, we really think about it. It's just like we hold all of these things so close, these tales of heroes and the hero's journey because our reality is just not like that at all as much as we want it to be. It, you can be sad about it, whatever, but it's not like, it's like, how do we change it? Or do we even ever change it? And what do you do to do it and not just be more of the same? It's like with recycling, like a lot of people recycle, but most people don't recycle properly. So in their efforts of recycling, but not actually caring to recycle, they do more damage by just contaminating all the other recyclables with their contaminated recyclables. So how do we make that effort? It's like, a, it's like an alignment of effort and caring, which I guess would create purpose if you put it those words into a math equation, but that is what we're all just lacking right now, but there's so much out there right now. But then, like, you know, if the people control the change and not the corporations, then, you know, who's to say what'll happen next? You know, it's maybe that's too much power for us. It's just hard because none of it makes sense, you know? You try and understand, but then you just, you just, what, what are we, fucking, quarantine started in March, April, May, June, July. August, September, six months going on eight, seven, <laughs> six, six months going on seven months of quarantine and everyone's so quarantine fatigued, quarantined, <laughs> everyone's so quarantined out that they, uh, you know, no one even really pays attention to much that's going on, I imagine at least, because it's just the same thing over and over, the flip-flop back and forth, it's like, stay home, but also go back to work, don't go to work but you need to pay your bills. The stimulus stuff isn't coming, but don't go, to, like it's all just so fucking flip-floppy, wishy-washy back and forth. And then you just, like the other day I saw something, it was like a, a new wave of was hitting Ontario where I live, which is, you know, province of Canada. And it's like, it's like, it's just so strange how people, like we've, it's like people think it's just gonna pop up if we just get into a big group which is strange, unless there's a lot more people carrying it who don't realize they have it than we think, or or even, like, I was watching on the news, and they, uh, a little pie chart, and it was, like, 54% of cases don't know, like, it's unknown origin. They just don't know how or when they would have got it. So you start to just, you know, there's just such a hairline between this and just a big conspiracy, because we're still in quarantine, but, you know, I don't think we're there mentally anymore. People want to go back to the normal so bad, but there's a new normal. 
and I don't know if it's set in already or if we even realize. Because it feels like now we've, I say it a lot, but, you know, we're divided and conquered, and now we're, like, self-segregatory, just, like, we're doing it to ourselves now. Now we're told, like, it's just, you know, I've been wearing masks since I was a kid, so I don't give a fuck about a mask, but damn, it's just a scary new reality, you know. But, you know, they're still making movies, entertainment's still being made, because people need that more than ever, so that's still being pushed like a motherfucker, but... It's like you just wonder, like, what's everyone doing? Like, I wonder that so much, where I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I've been at home for a while, usually crippled with just stress and anxiety from just, like, bullshit life stuff and stupid relationship stuff and just, like, not being able to really foretell my present or future. But, you know, not being as productive as I hoped because of all that. But I sometimes sit back and I'm like, damn, everyone's just sitting around right now, like, pretty much. Except for those who are working... And big ups to them, because, you know, they're doing the real shit. And that goddamn, that income must be nice. But it's like, what are we all doing, you know? The ones who are at home, who haven't been working. It's like, it's not just about, like, fucking protesting. Like, protesting doesn't work. It doesn't, maybe it does, and I'm stupid or ignorant. But it just feels like it's just a hamster wheel for people to just burn themselves out until they just don't want to scream and yell in the streets anymore. Like, it just seems like some kind of weird tactic to just exhaust and fatigue the opposing sides and it seems like we just fall right into it it's like it's literally what you let a child do when they're having a temper tantrum and you want them to just be obvious like get it out do it yep scream wave your hands in the air whatever then you never give them what they want after so it's like we need to just ask ourselves how do we truly make a move in empowering ourselves and just reclaiming our autonomy because right now the only thing that does that is just making a shit ton of money, it seems like, you know? Because that's just also how we've been conditioned. It's like, you need that reward. You need to be incentivized with personal gains to help the greater good. And maybe that's just the greatest element of man's design in this world we've built for ourselves. <laughs> Create our own stop-and-go system that's been just embedded in us down to our fucking DNA. And, you know, that's just where my mind goes often, especially in these quarantine daydreams. In other news, I took care of my nephew for a while. Done that a bunch of times since the last episode. I've gone there, he's come here. Big ups to young parents everywhere who make the insane, ridiculous decision to have a child before they're 20. Because y'all are stupid. Because this shit is the hardest shit in the world. To be a child, to have a child, that's nuts, man. Like, it's such a test of self to just fully put someone before you like that. I can barely handle it. So it's like, man, where young folks' minds must go when they have a kid out of high school or whatever it is, you know? It's like, or even just an older person of just an immature mind or mindset or, you know, slower rate of growth. Because it's crazy because it can, the experience of raising a child will fucking, or taking care of one will simultaneously tear you down and build you up. It's like the craziest like an internal confliction that is just like but it's worth it for sure i see that but it's not an end purpose that's for sure because if you think that then you're just selfish <laughs> i just used to like had this new relationship recently and it's just been a whole ordeal because you know you just live as yourself with yourself and then you become so independent that once you have someone in your life it's like a weird it's strange it's like a it's like a new character on a show you know at first you're like you're hesitant and you almost get territorial of yourself in a weird, strange way. So it makes it kind of difficult to 
open up fully, especially in a point where it seems like they take more than they give or they're taking more than they offer, you know, without really thinking about it or caring to think about it. Maybe it's a part of growing up, you know, maybe it's just people are fucking different and some people suck. Maybe you just grow up so on the outside that you kind of learn to see these things more clearly and you learn to see through people's webs of bullshit, even if they don't see it themselves. And it's strange because you notice these things and to call people out on them is so, so funny because they act so shocked, you know? Again, with this thing, it was like, they they love to just twist you up and then turn around and call you twisted. You know, it's you don't want to be this version of yourself that you know is in there, but you have a pretty good control over. But then there's some people who just want to push that side out, you know, and push that version of you out and kind of just manipulate who you are emotionally into this soured version of yourself that you don't, you acknowledge is there and you respect it, but you don't want to live as that person or that mindset, you know, it's... You work so hard to pour, dig yourself out of a hole that someone else threw you into in your childhood. And just to have someone who, you know, it's difficult when someone tries to pull you back down. When also at the same time, you're like, no, just let me get up and I'll pull you out. Like it's, I don't know. You want a partnership. You want a teammate, you know. Someone who's going to go to war with you, not go to war with you. It's, it's tough, you know. Because it's like you mistake winning a little battle for winning a big war and you rest on your laurels only to be taken in the next battle and it's exhausting because you don't want that at all you're just it's like motherfucker i didn't even enlist in this shit and you alter your life and you make big changes that you've never done before for somebody and it's taxing you go out on limbs that crack under your weight and you sit there wondering what the fuck for man and did you know you were wondering that on the way to the fucking ground because that limb broke? I don't know. Maybe this is just the nature of relationships, you know? The nature of man and woman. The nature of this skinwalking animal that tries so hard to prove to the world that it's not a fucking animal. <laughs> it's just like, man, imagine like, 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 like. Well, it might be that Jeff feels thwarted as he fails in the fancy trick to impress his pals. So he gets mad at his pals. Again, his behavior is thwarted. And a habit is being developed. A habit of allowing such things to annoy him. Jeff's losing control of himself. His thinking is becoming muddled. And he's careless in his actions. The madder he gets, the worse it becomes. Did you ever hear anyone say, I was so mad I couldn't see straight? Severe emotional stress often decreases efficiency. See what I mean? And of course it's the fault of the wrench. This is called projection. He's projecting the blame to the wrench. Think, I think about, like, you know, the hunter and man. You know, that, that side, that primal side. The side of my brain that I don't give enough roaming room to. And I feel it sometimes, just crawling beneath my skin, wanting to come out. But you find yourself, more often than not, most people now, like, video games are that. 
for those who have that great sense of adventure and that yearning for it it's like that's not allowed and it is but many of us have been conditioned to think that it doesn't exist anymore or it doesn't exist for us so we find ourselves plunging into these virtual worlds that aren't real where we can find these adventures that we crave so much in reality but only can find in the virtual Especially now in quarantine, been up on that Red Dead Redemption a lot lately, you know, cowboying it up, riding my pony. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like a fight club, like what Brad Pitt said, like we didn't have a great war. And I think the most wars wages nowadays were in the subconscious of the minds of the innocent through marketing and propaganda. <laughs> just go full conspiracy theorist on your head. No, but it is, you know, Complacency has just become the new common sense almost, in a way. Because common sense ain't so common anymore. It's more commonplace now to just blend in and go with the flow. Because that's just... It's just like people would rather just be complacent and blend in with the crowd than actually raise the truth of the matter. That's the thing. It's like now it's, it's just like... Quantity over quality, I guess to just keep it in layman's terms. <laughs> More people have the wrong answer than the right answer. The wrong answer is now the right answer. It seems like... And it's funny, you know? Like, I remember watching those scenes in movies of, you know, the one person being taken by the mob and killed for something they knew was true but everyone else didn't know was true. And you always wondered how a situation like that would ever come about. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I live in this real world. It's all fucked up, that's for sure. It's not as nice and neat as most people think it is, or we'd like it to be. <laughs> and you know, so we t- just to recap a bit, we've talked about you know purpose and just our powerlessness and just these sides of new and old ideas and all this stuff. And it all leads me to talk about this little thing I was a part of with this architecture firm called Partisans. And I might have mentioned before I was in like some kind of research group think tank thing of just young people coming together to talk about what transitional housing would look like for young people and how how it would look and just who it would help just to help combat youth homelessness especially with people coming out of the foster care system and you know that went great you know I like just spoke my truth and shit and at one point they like brought me aside and had like a recorded uh, separate talk with me. And then a little while ago, some week late in September, one of the co-founders like called me and asked me to be a part of this virtual share, which I guess is like a fancy word for Zoom meeting, <laughs> um, for people to discuss this housing project that they put more work into. Like, because we all did this meeting like before COVID and quarantine and all that shit. So this was like last winter or whatever. And so it was a cool surprise. I was like, yeah, for sure, I'd be a part of this. Be in one of, there's like three separate rooms for like the different forms. One was like secular, one was like modular, and one was like integrated. So like, you know, solo stuff, pre-existing home stuff. And then like a big building kind of thing, kind of like a, a, uh, like a college residence kind of building. But for just, you know, people trying to figure life out. People in the college of life still, you know, <laughs> not, you know trying to get um, 
their footing and just get a stable foundation before they really have to get out and just really start fending for themselves, you know? Give them a kind of window, a grace period to kind of just figure things out because it's fucking hard. Life is so... It's beautiful and amazing and rewarding and all of those fantastic things, but at the end of the day, it's also so fucking hard, man. Like, you gotta breathe till you die, homie. Your heart is gonna keep moving until it's not anymore, and then you're dead. That shit's so fucking crazy. Think about that shit next time you fucking pop a tab or slip a cap, you know what I'm saying? It's bonkers. That in itself, just the things you do naturally forever, until you, forever as long as you exist, is just like, no, so everything on top of that is just like, fucking maze of a world we've built for ourselves, dude. Like, what the fuck you think? There ain't no fucking breadcrumbs, you idiot. Good luck. Fucking feasting on fingernails and fucking feces, for fuck's sakes. (laughs) Off track there. Um, But yeah, so they asked me to be part of this share thing. And I was like, for sure, sick. Had like people from like Switzerland, people from the city of Toronto, on the board of the city of Toronto. And like he just like laid it for me about how like there's people on the housing board of Toronto who don't think anything like this is even possible in Toronto. But then you also have people who like uh, took studies done in Toronto on this type of thing and instituted it where they live. And it worked fucking swimmingly. So it was like an interesting dynamic of like all these things. And there's, of course, you know, people from free to be people from the wood green social services. And, you know, it was interesting (laughs) to say the least, you know, any kind of thing like that. I kind of sit back for a bit and just kind of listen, engage kind of the level of conversation and wherever it's going. And they started with an icebreaker of what fucking dog are you? Crickets. What fucking dog are you? And we're supposed to be talking about transitional housing, you know, for people, for people who might not have a home. And these people want to talk about what kind of breed of dog we think we fucking are. Um, I didn't, because first off, fuck dogs. (laughs) You know I'm a hyena, baby, so don't get mad. No, but on the real, though, it was fucking stupid. And I just sat back and was listening to these people, and, like, they got into this whole thing of, like, heard a lot of talk about money and how things won't be financed unless it's students. And it was just a lot of talk and segregation of, like, the youth were trying to help and students because that was the group I was in was this integrated model. And it was, like, at one certain point I just had to step in and be like, why are we talking about these things? groups of people like they're so freaking different like you're creating a class divide before this thing is even exists and it's the kind of class divide that something like this is supposed to be dissolving so what the fuck are we talking about here and it was just it was tough because i was speaking for people and some of the people in there were speaking for corporations and you could hear it and feel it and It always just comes back to just money and like, what are these people worth? What are these people worth? What are these people worth? That was pretty much what people just kept saying over and over again. And the resounding response was not enough to invest in, not much worth to pay for. And it's like, it's just funny how these people, I put up air quotes, you know, who aren't worth investing. It's like, so it's okay to build a career and make money off breaking these people, but it's not okay to build a career and make money off saving these people. 
And not even like the same way, because it shouldn't even be about... Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I just kept rolling with my words. You know how I get with this free flow stuff, baby. Come on, keep up. But it's, you know, there should be a responsibility. Because a lot of these people were broken by systems. And they're in this situation because of a system. And yet it's never been worthwhile enough to build an actual real system by the people for the people. That's actually going to help them. It's just these fucking hamster wheel fucking organizations like Wood Green Social Services who just are a bunch of fucking well-off people, just henchmen, bruh. Just a bunch of fucking henchmen. And a bunch of people at the top just trying to keep the status quo just the same enough so nothing truly changes, so their job doesn't really change, so their life doesn't really fucking change. And I think we're getting sick of it. Right? 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 Yeah. I think we are. But you see, they don't see that. And it's like even in being part of something like this, it wasn't Wood Green who came to me for this opportunity. You're one of the co-founders of the architecture firm. Wood Green is a social service place where I helped create the Free to Be program. For many years, I was basically just, they would dissect us for outlooks and experiences and stuff like that. Slide us a 50, quote unquote, honorarium, whatever the fuck that means. I don't even know. Someone just made that word up, I guess. It's dumb as fuck. And they would just send us on our way. And people would build their careers off of the things we would say to them and the t things we would tell them. This goes back to my relationship thing where it's the value and weight of what is taken is not equal to that of which is given. You know, it's another one of those situations where you're like, damn, y'all just fucked my ass and I didn't even fucking know it. <laughs> That's exactly why I had a pretty negative response to some woman who was in my, the Cherie meeting room I was in because she represents everything I disapprove and stand against, emailing me, offering me $50 honorarium for my time in the Cherie. And, you know, let's just say I was offended. <laughs> because it's just, you know, at a certain point, it's just an insult, you know? It's like going up to someone and being like, what do you think I'm worth? And they give you a low number and you say, damn. It's pretty much, that's exactly what it is. And that's what I said pretty much, you know, I'm like, you take, take, take from us, build your bodies of work off the information we give you, and then you come at us like we're some kind of experiential prostitute, you know, some tra trauma conduit for them to just watch dance on a fucking pole. And I'm not saying that to be negative against any kind of dancers or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's a strange thing just to be literally more of the same of what you're trying to deter. So in the end, you're not actually trying to deter anything. And they're just a bunch of fucking henchmen, bro. All these people, like... Eh. And that was the thing, like, probably right after the share, the guy who asked me to be a part of it called me just to talk about, like, how it went because he was in a different room than I was. Like, they just had this one person in it who just kept talking about the most pointless, useless stuff that doesn't matter. They're talking about the aesthetic of it, where you're supposed to be talking about what it is and what it means and what the vibe of it is. And just, you know, how is it going to be home? Not what's going to be in your home. <laughs> what brand names and shit. But yeah, and we and we spoke and we had a good talk. And the guy's just like really cool. And then like probably the next week he like called me while I was, full disclosure, taking a shit. <laughs> so I was like, damn, I hope he doesn't hear the echo of the tile. And he basically just, like, he just opened up and he was just honest about shit. He was just like, man, like, project really affected me. 
in the good it can do and the change we want to make, but it's also affecting them even more so is the lack of response and f- from people, the higher ups and the people within his company and everything where it's just like they don't have the direct experience of what it means to not have a home, to really know what it means to not have a home, to know the importance of what it means to have a home. If you know what the fuck I'm saying. So, you know, he tells me he's, he's walking by the Louis Vuitton store and it was lined up out the door and it just broke his heart because people want to do all of that to make themselves feel good. But then we leave so many of each other behind. It's a strange, fickle, tricky bitch. And so he basically asked me if I would come on um, as a consultant onto this project because he wants to really put some boots to the ground to make it happen and make it a reality and not just make it a bunch of feel-good talk for these social service organizations to just stroke each other's dicks about not actually fucking do anything it's like oh look at these look at these reports we wrote oh oh aren't we amazing oh oh what reports are we gonna write next year and not actually fucking do anything about oh man oh man oh Keep on talking. All the way to Yuma. Right up them steps. To the rope. Straight to hell. Yeah, I die, Byron. I'm getting sprung from hell. I feel the same if I come from the seat of a drunk grave digger. The rancid womb of a whore. Drop it, Dan Evans. Drop it. Toss that to the ground, Doc. Mr. Butterfield. Now, I believe, Dan, you're carrying a pistol as well. I'd appreciate it if you take that out and drop it on the ground. Thank you. Now, I always liked you, Byron. But you never knew when to shut up. I think it's time for everybody to go home. Oh, you move. But, but yeah, so he basically wants me to work with them to bring in the human experiential element into an atmosphere where there's not much of that. So the importance of it isn't realized. So the work isn't as important. Because he wants to really actually make this a thing and actually fucking make some change and change the the outcomes of, you know, people who are really struggling on the streets right now. And I'm recording this on, you know, a Monday, September 28th or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And I have a meeting today with them at 2 o'clock, so I just wanted to get this recorded and blah, 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 get some shit off my chest and just, you know, chill a bit. Still hold no hope. We'll see how it goes, you know. But it's like, I don't know, you kind of wait for something like this where it's like someone just sees the depth of your experience and your knowledge from it and kind of doesn't just want to use it, you know? They actually want to bring you in. And it's just really fucking... I've been waiting to see how the meeting goes before I allow myself to fully feel it, just so I don't get, you know, bite the bark before the tree or whatever. But I'm hoping, you know, fingers crossed it's fucking good because, you know, I'm talking about purpose and shit. And baby, that's some fucking purpose. Just 
sometimes it takes a fucking you just gotta be patient for that opportunity and just keep speaking your truth <laughs> no matter how self-conscious or stupid or contradictory you feel after the fact because that'll happen you know send that email you don't think you should have sent say something you don't think you should have said but in the end of the day fuck it baby if it rings true to you i mean probably rings true to someone else and that ain't no fucking excuse just go be a fucking piece of shit but hey we all an asshole sometimes am i right your window. That's what I meant. Just gotta pick the right time. Yes, sir. There's a lot of no good sons of bitches out there. One hundred? <laughs> yeah, at least that many. Now, how about I buy you and Caddy Bar, huh? You gotta get some sugar for Mama, too. Mm -hmm. Arvin would often think back on this day as the best one he ever spent with his father. So what kind of candy bar are you going to get? Hmm? Um, a Charleston chip. Yeah. Damn, 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 damn. Went the full. We did it. We did it, y'all. Sorry if I went off on a little tangent there. It's been a minute. Hell, you know. Tried to keep everything kind of rotating around the same fuzzy ball or whatever the fuck. Life's just been crazy and been hard. Focus has been a weird beast that seems like it's gotten buckshotted all over the fucking wall, so it's not even one thing anymore. It's just spread out. A fucking enigma of malarkey and grandstanding. And y'all, turn off your notifications, you know? Go watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Turn off your notifications on your phone. Get off social media. That shit's just fucking dumb. Use social media. But also get off of it. Don't let it use you. Be smart, you know? Because God, it feels good not having my, po my phone trying to just lure me in with fucking sweet handfuls of thumbs up and hearts. It's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. But right, it's fucking like a slot machine. You still find yourself tapping the screen like you're pulling the fucking... That's a slot machine. A very poor slot machine noise, so... Take that to the bank, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Anyways, I've been your host, 
Nicholas Ridiculous, aka Nick Ridic, aka the Hairless Hyena, and I would like to thank you for stopping by. If you'd like to follow me, you can hit me up on Instagram at Nicholas Ridiculous. Nicholas Ridiculous is my Facebook artist page, www.nicholasridiculous.ca, www.underbladesociety.com for my upcycle fashion line, and www.dimebagcrew.com.ca. Either or. I don't know why I just lined them up like that. That was dumb. Should I redo that? www.dimebagcrew.ca or www.dimebagcrew.com. And yeah, you can, um, we've been releasing some new singles with Dimebag Crew. So you can search Dimebag Crew, all one word, on any music streaming platforms and get a little taste for that ear drip, if you know what I'm saying. And if you or anyone you know has a story to tell, or experience with the child welfare industry or anything of that nature, the foster care system, the group home, emporium, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You can tell them to hit us up at thehurtcircus at gmail.com. You know, you can send us a story. Fuck, we could whip up at those Zoom meetings if you want to just get real and have some real heart-to-heart chit-chats about just overcoming the oppressions that are the system that promise to help us the most. <laughs> Slap that on a book and put some blood in it if you know what I'm saying. I really hope you don't because I just made that one up. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay. Got all the links, all the things, all the socials, all the shits, all the blah 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 blah. One last thing, man. Watch your step out there, because life's a goddamn trip. Shit. Peace.